We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a tech-savvy royal family. Yes, yes, ever since the palace became Wi-Fi enabled, it's become so easy to use the Name Your Price tool on Progressive.com. I do agree, my queen. Simply telling it what we want to spend and seeing all our policy options, I'll send a screenshot to Duke, the Duke of Kent. No, my friend Duke, we're in a group chat together, LOL. It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, price and coverage match limited by state law. Speaking of sports, how many points do you think Kieran Trippier has this year? Has he even made an appearance? Yes. Then my guess is going to be like negative one because he got <laughs> only a yellow card or something like that. He has one point this year. He's played nine minutes in Premier League action. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, EFS lineup optimizers, and more, Head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew 
Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Michael Gottlieb. Joining me, as always, is Andrew Laird, the senior soccer editor over at rotowire.com, your fearless leader for all things FPL. Welcome back. You went with Michael today. Are you getting uh, you serious know, now for the... Uh... I, I, you, know, you know what happened? I read my name on a computer screen, and it said <laughs> Michael. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the I first never, time I've ever I've, heard that. I rarely ever go by Michael. There was this definitely a small thought in my head that it was just Mike. No, it's uh it my it, the birth certificate will always will always say Michael. Fair enough. But uh, what's funny though is you saw a, just a glimpse here into the, the the my 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 other job. Um uh, my computer's name, you know, for me is, you know, like username is Michael Gottlieb, mm-hmm. but my Gmail and Gchat name are both Mike Gottlieb. Mm. So, you know, business Mike, yeah. business Michael and soccer Mike. <laughs> sure. Sure. We'll go with that. Okay. We'll go with that. Anyway, let's get to the business of the fans of FPL and uh, lots to react to. First of all, mm-hmm. for one, let's let's get started with the good, which is Arsenal beating Manchester City two to one sure on did. Monday, which would be yesterday. We're recording this Tuesday afternoon. Um, God, you got to feel pretty excited. Both both your forwards scored. Yeah, yeah. I was a. Uh, I felt bad because somebody asked me before the match whether I liked Ramsey or Walcott uh, on DraftKings heading into the game, and I, not that I thought like Walcott would be awful, but I tend to side on guys with higher floors because uh, I viewed the two of them as kind of equal goal upside, even though uh, Walcott plays much closer to the goal. But Ramsey's been playing so much better lately that I, I thought if they have the same goal upside, I'd rather the guy with the better floor. So I said Ramsey. And then, of course, Walcott has this fantastic goal. But uh, yeah, they it was a huge win for them. It makes the Chelsea loss earlier the year in the year just awful but I noticed that against the other teams in the top six I extended it to six since Arsenal's in the in the top five they beat Crystal Palace they beat Leicester they beat United they beat City and they drew Tottenham and in years where and they, they beaten Bayern Munich yes they did beat and they also got slaughtered by Bayern Munich they lost to Chelsea but the you know their their sp- uh, spot in the top is all but gone but the the years that arsenal has been productive in terms of getting towards the top of the table but not quite getting enough to win it's because they struggle against the top teams where they'll get blasted by city they'll lose both games to chelsea and they're winning them this year maybe because i'm not counting chelsea and i get to count crystal palace and leicester it's interesting it seems like everyone's afraid to believe in them as a title contender because it doesn't always look like Arsenal believe that they're title contenders. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Um, Mostly it comes down to the fact that they have these injuries, which happens every year. So it's like, it's something that they've seen before recently. They've been able to like, they've basically been able to, to get results through it. Losing Santi Cazorla was big, but it at least allowed Ramsey to go back to his more natural spot. But they, I mean, they beat Man City without Alexis Sanchez. That's pretty big. They started Joel Campbell. And uh, they still haven't really gotten much out of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. They they clearly, Wenger clearly prefers to use him as a, as a sub. But 
um, yeah, they're they're getting results in in spots where they weren't previously due to injuries, and previously meaning previous seasons, and they're putting them together now at, at a pretty good time. Yeah, I think Aaron Ramsey coming back has really helped. For sure. Uh, especially because, you know, especially when Coquelin eventually does come back, um, that partnership might be very good as the double pivot. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of whether they replace um, Cazorla or not. It, it the Cazorla is definitely, I mean, Cazorla and Ramsey are both very good in the same position. And that's, you know, sometimes that's good, but sometimes that can be a problem. And obviously right now Cazorla is out, so Ramsey's able to take that spot. But the when they're both fit, which certainly it's possible that doesn't happen. I mean, it's entirely possible that Ramsey goes down with another injury. That, But once they have to make that decision, like the teams are just very different. Cazorla is a lot more creative, whereas Ramsey kind of has a lot more power and just moves the ball up. Yeah, and I agree. And he's one of those players that's capable you know, in the, in midfield, but he's also capable going forward. He's capable all over the pitch. Yep. You know, and like, like you've said, the only question is, can he stay healthy? Yeah. So who is the one person right now that just cannot get injured for Arsenal? Mesuroso. No doubt. Guys up to 15 assists now. I think it's, uh, I noted that Chelsea game where they were down to nine men by the end was the last time he didn't have a goal or an assist in a premier league game. I mean, he's been just phenomenal this year, but he's going to get hurt. Like they're, he's going to get hurt at some point. They all get hurt at some. Do you feel that, do you feel that a guy like Callum chambers, who's trying to, I think being groomed for that double pivot role. Yeah. Um, do you feel like he's going to get implemented there soon just to kind of help out? I don't think he's – no, I don't, at least not in Premier League matches. I think the way that they need to look at it is they they need to put a full priority on winning. Not that you'd ever, like, not try to win in Premier League matches, but, like, they they have to win as many as they, as they can. I mean, this is the, the best title shot they've had in a long time, and – tinkering with chambers in a role that he's not familiar with in those kind of matches just doesn't doesn't make sense so you got to wait for those cup matches to move him up because it's a position he's never played i don't think they they still know what his real what his best position is they're hoping that's what it, that defensive midfield role mm. but we're gonna the the lester is going to prove itself in the next few games like this is where it happens their next four are at liverpool Home against Man City, home against Burnmouth, at Tottenham. They actually played Tottenham twice, back to back, for uh, an FA Cup match. I wonder if that stays scheduled like that. But that's a that's a run against the teams that they'll they'll need to beat if they're going to be legitimate title contenders. And then in February, they play back to back matches at Man City and at Arsenal. And if they are able to survive this first small gauntlet that one will be huge if they can make it out of that the the title's theirs hmm interesting which is nuts yeah it, it it's i think i said i didn't i, I think I, i'd have to go back to the to the archives and look but i think i did say that arsenal were going to win the title this you year you did you did i think you said it last year too no i'm pretty sure i said you city said, last year oh maybe that's what it was that's right 
You definitely said Arsenal this year. Yeah. Okay. So you know. You also said Chelsea would finish out. Uh, I, out of the I top said four, and then we pressured said, you into a fourth place. Well, and we all called you stupid. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> Aha, who's well done, Mike. Now? Well done. <laughs> who's? Oh my God! All right, let's get to Chelsea <laughs> too, because they had their first game without Jose Mourinho at the at the helm. And well, actually, we're going to center this around Jose Mourinho a little bit, because my next question is, uh, my next question will be related to him too. But first of all. Their crowd reaction to me, I said it going into it, it was going to be extraordinarily awkward, and they did not disappoint. No, they didn't. So, uh, in case you didn't see, um, the most telling sign to me, you know, besides the fact that they were cheering Jose Mourinho after everything, goals, good plays, whatever, um, was the sign that someone held up, you know, saying, you know, the three rats, referring to Diego Costa, uh, Edith Hazard, and Cesc Fabregas. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are three very important cogs to the Chelsea scoring machine. Yep. Um, at least they were last year. I think only two of those three are still important. <laughs> but um, just and Fabregas and Costa were booed when they were introduced. Oh, yes, they were, and the only reason why has and when Fabregas was substituted, yep. and same with you know when they were substituted, they were both booed off the pitch. Yep. And the only reason why Hazard wasn't booed off the pitch was because he didn't play. He, right, he wasn't there. <laughs> so. Um, <sighs> You know, and you know they hired Goose Hitting, who's done this job before. I think he was thirteen one and one. Uh, it was a very good record when he took over the last time. Um, what do you do from an FPL perspective here, uh, centering on those three I mentioned, but also just in general with Chelsea season long or weekly formats? Are you doing? Are you taking a wait and see approach, or are you trying to potentially get some 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 bargain guys here because they might be priced lower than normal i'm i'm not even gonna wait and see i'm i'm gonna just pass all together like i'd be surprised if i jumped on numerous chelsea guys before the end of the season in terms of um fpl or espn like the the production has been so bad and their prices are usually high enough where you can find guys who are in better form you know for similar price tags and so Willian was the one that came to mind of, of considering, but for FPL, which is pretty goal and assist dependent, uh, you can't always get that from Willian. He's a f- fantastic DraftKings contributor because of the crosses, but Fabregas, there's no way he should be on anybody's team. You can find, I don't want to say 10, but it could be 10 better striker options than Diego Costa at this point, which leaves Hazard, who is hurt. So he's the only one I think that may be able to turn it around, but you got to see how the how Stanford Bridge responds when he does come back. I I doubt it will be positive. Yeah, uh, I doubt it strongly. Um, it, which you know, it the timing either couldn't be better or couldn't be worse because right. of the window in January. Um, I don't think I don't I don't think anyone leaves no, in January. However. Do you feel that some of them may be doing those pre deals? Like, you know, like they'll. I don't think they can do them unless they're no, out they of contract. Go, okay, yeah, they're not out of contract. Well, I, th- I was thinking that. I mean, possibly... it's soccer, so they probably do them anyway, but. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought that um, Fabregas was going to be out of contract, but I'm not. You know what? That may not be true. Yeah. I don't know. But for. If he's out of contract, they'll happily see him go for free. <laughs> my, my concern here 
you know, and by the way, that, getting to the game actually on the pitch, making first of all, it's Sunderland. All right. Yep. So the amount of space that everybody had all over the pitch will not be seen again, yep. likely. Um, Oscar taking that penalty was just infuriating, by the way. Not for my fantasy teams. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. And everybody has Willie on, and he, ugh. Willian even drew the penalty. That was the he, worst part of it. Does he get a fantasy assist? For, doesn't he get a fantasy assist for that? Yeah, but I'd rather I, you. I I have him in DraftKings everywhere, and you don't. That's not a DraftKings assist. No. Which is weird to me. I Should find also, I find it a weird. I, I tweeted this and got no traction, and was shocked that I got no traction out of this. No one. I feel like no one either. No one saw it, or just nobody cares. But the person who draws the penalty should have to take it. I, I agree. I missed that tweet because I would have wholeheartedly agreed. You know, it, it's. I think it's silly to me that you could just have anybody take it. No, the person who got. Yeah, you know, th- there could be a there could potentially be a level of strategy to this, but you know, it could it could make it less automatic because not everyone likes taking penalties. I completely agree. I think it would be so much better if that was the case. Because then you can open up the the ability for referees to call more penalties. Like, for example, when every defender gets bear hugged on corners yeah. and preventing from, prevent from jumping, you know, and you can get more. Then if that happens, either more penalties occur and more different people score, which is, I, de- I think, in general, what I think would be better for the game. I agree with that also. I'm not sure it would necessarily. <laughs> scary, by the way. I feel like, I, you know, this idea must be. It either makes too much sense to happen, or right, it's we, the stupidest idea we've ever. You've exactly, ever um, but you agree with it. You tend to not agree with my crazy idea. <laughs> I I think it would be great. Uh, I'm picturing like Robert Huth lining up for a penalty, like that. I want to see that, or Ryan Shawcross. But I don't think it necessarily means that more would be called. Like I don't think guys, I don't think Martin Atkinson is not calling penalties because he doesn't want to see Ryan Shawcross take one. No, it's not. No, not, not that. It's that. If you call the penalty, you're basically giving a team a goal. Yeah, I mean, yes, but... and that's in that that sentiment. You know, it it puts more pressure on the call. Yeah. What I mean by that is, you, I, you know, anyway, I don't want to. I get agree with you. Problem. I agree with you on that, mostly because it doesn't feel like most penalties are uh, prohibit goal scoring opportunities like direct goal scoring opportunity. It's not a handball off a shot. It's like a, a Wilfred Zaha flop on the touchline. Like it doesn't, or the back line. It's not like a, it's stopping like an immediate goal scoring opportunity. And so, and then you're basically awarding a goal for, for something that wasn't necessarily going to turn into one. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I, I it totally know. does. I didn't talk through that one very well, but speak it's to okay. That it's okay. I, I understood you, and I believe the audience will understand you. If not, you can always tweet at Andrew, at Rotowire yeah. <laughs> on Twitter, and at Sports by Gotti, G-O-T-T-I, for myself. So uh, if you didn't understand that, just uh, just give us just drop us a line, and we'll be sure to explain it to you in under 140 characters. Seems like something Major League Soccer would start. They start these great revolutions in soccer, like disappearing spray, and that might be the only one, but... And playoffs. Yeah, I don't think that's coming anytime soon. Uh, anyway. What now, are the chances that Chelsea sells Eden Hazard in the summer, sells Diego Costa, either sells or lets Fabregas go, and brings
brings Mourinho back? Zero. <laughs> uh, before I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. That's what they all want at Stamford Bridge. Wait, wait. Just tell. Uh, give me, give me one second. So, uh, so before we get to that, before we get to the reason why I don't think that'll happen, let me let's first get to on the pitch. Uh, Bronislav Ivanovic scored a goal. Sure which did. Is so bittersweet for me because I just just can't stand the guy. <laughs> Um, but he How does scored, that guy score but, a header? But he scored the goal in what a center back normally does. He just comes up for a corner mm-hmm. kick. So at five two, and out jumps somebody. Unbelievable. He's, he's five two. Oh, I don't know if he's five two. Yeah, I think he's like six feet. Oof. Uh, I'm not sure he's that tall. I can actually look that up really quickly. But either way, he's wow, six, six foot two. two. I was wrong. That's crazy. There's no way he's six. That's like a college so basketball fun. player. So like I said. Six feet tall. Maybe he's six foot two standing on a soccer ball. Gosh, I would have guessed closer to five eight. But either way, it, it's not inconceivable. We also thought Brad Guzan was small too, but he's six foot four. Yeah. But anyway, with, with Ivanovic scored a goal, which was you know great for the team, got them off on the right foot early on in the match. Um, is there anything here that you saw that you think is repeatable? You know, something that you can expect to see game in game out now. I think the answer to that is something you said earlier that it it's Sunderland. I, like I said, it's something that we'll see repeatable w- with whoever plays Sunderland. So yeah, we'll see it all the time. It just won't happen to be Chelsea. Fair enough. I think I think the goal scorers. I mean, Ivanovic aside, although you know we've seen him score enough goals from a center back as a even though he's a fullback, I guess. But the Pedro scoring, I think is repeatable. I mean, Oscar was a penalty, but like those are the guys you expect goals from. So if Chelsea turns it around, like those are going to be the guys to do it. I think you're, you're going to get more goals out of Pedro than you will Diego Costa this year for the rest of the season. It's a bold statement. One that I, I, I'm not ready to react to. (laughs) The worst part is it's going to be like three to two. (laughs) <laughs> don't say that. All right. Now, the reason why I don't think that what you said before about Mourinho coming back is going to happen is the following. Well, of course, it's not going to happen. But. The rumor mill, and it's pretty, it's getting stronger now. Um, the whispers are getting louder and louder that Manchester United are looking to move yeah. on from Louis Van Hall. And in fact, they want to do it really soon, like before Christmas. And there's no way it happens before Christmas. You say that. But Manchester United officials have already had informal discussions with Jose Mourinho personally, and they and and rumor has it that Mourinho is willing to take a 14 million pound pay cut, which to me is he, he's which is you know great for him if he can if he just wants to get a job immediately. But he's already and he said that he doesn't want to take a sabbatical; he wants to get right back into coaching. He's already turned down the Roma job, which is not a bad job. I didn't know he turned that one down. Turned down the Roma job, so. I have a friend who's a Roma fan who was really hoping for that, and it's clear that club's not nearly big enough for Mourinho. Either way, the uh, you know Mourinho now, the, I think the goal is to have him installed as the Manchester United manager by December twenty eighth when Manchester United play. You guessed it, Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah, I I get that. the The only reason why I mean, that that would be the only reason to do it right now. That would make great television. God, that would be amazing. But they, there are no other jobs for him. 
So it's not like they need to like pounce on him because well, well, if Real Madrid hears about this and says, "Oh, maybe we can get Mourinho back. We just need to fire the struggling Rafa Benitez." Yeah, I, they may come in. I th- th- there's a much higher chance of Van Hall getting fired by January 1st than yeah. than Benitez. Yeah. And that game by the way is at Manchester United, I believe. So Oh well. It wouldn't be it, it wouldn't be uber awkward. Right. The yeah, I don't. So that's my reason why I don't think United needs to rush. That he's not, he's not playing them for another job. There, there are no other jobs for him. I mean, he. There are really only four or five teams in the world that he would manage. He's already managed three of them. Like, so, he's either going to take the United job. PSG could open up for him if they wanted it. Bayern Munich's closed. Inter's leading Serie A. So I'm not sure how much they need to make a move. But I think that's the only job he would take in Italy. And Real Madrid, I don't know. Did, didn't he AC burn every Milan, bridge AC, AC Milan's a big club, but he's but like but like you said, he's managed for Inter already. So. Right, so he's not, which is why I th- thought he'd never go to Roma either. I think the only time, the only place he'd go back to it is Inter for for. Uh, if he was going back to Italy. So so really the United job's like the only one left for him. I mean, he's, he's wanted this this job forever. I mean he he thought he was the the rightful replacement for Sir Alex. Yeah, and so let's just say bringing this back to FPL. If that happens, is would you would you who would you consider on Mourinho's United? I don't know. That's it's I can't even imagine. Don't it. we already know that he doesn't like Juan Mata? Exactly, you know the like the one offensive asset that's been performing. He hates. He hates. Yeah, he absolutely hates. And anyway, it's it, I think it's just a fascinating hypothetical, just to even you know, just to broach the subject, just even a little bit in your own head. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, just you know, I just think that's fascinating. But you, you know, literally other... think there's a zero percent chance he comes back to Chelsea. Zero. Like not zero. even anything non-zero. Uh, I think there's a non-zero chance. No, well, not not at the end of this season, like you described before. Zero. Hmm. You know, if I could put negative chances on it, I would put negative chances. <laughs> I, I would bet a decent amount of money on it. Okay. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I just said. But mainly because you know the the, the rumors the, the rumor was today that uh, you know Abramovich has. I just almost said. Like Ibrahimovic, <laughs> but Abramovich um, has you know has stated that he would do anything to get Pep Guardiola. I I understand, I, I, and, and because and because Abramovich wants offensive football, he wants entertaining, fun to watch, um, scoring goals type of soccer being played. the The issue I have with that, with this, like he really wants him, is Man City wants him too, and the two things that they that those clubs can offer is money and but only one can say that he's a friend of Vladimir Putin's sure I'm just saying I'm not sure the money at Chelsea is better than the money at Man City right now it's really more a matter of which set of players Guardiola likes better starting I think do you think he's willing to take a year off from Champions League this is, I mean, this is this is a manager who is widely considered the best in the world. 
and the best managers and the best players in the world play in the Champions League. And now he's going to take a team that is going to finish, at best, eighth. They're probably not going to win the Champions League this year. So bold, bold. very bold right. there, Andrew. So I'm just saying that, I mean, that's, that's a giant advantage that Man City has over Chelsea to get Pep Guardiola. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I you would also I, think the team, the players are better. No. If you look at the, the first team. Yeah. If you look at the first team rosters or team sheets, whatever they call them, you would think that there's much more, yeah, the Man so City side is much more I, attractive. I, I I agree. I also believe that Chelsea's youth system has been mismanaged for years. But still. I, I, look, look, I'm just saying. It, I, I think it all depends on which which set of players Guardiola likes better. And if he likes the set of players better on Chelsea, for example, especially with all those young players, they can win for a long time. Whereas the players at Manchester City are, let's face it, they're getting older. I, I think you're. Overvaluing these youth I, players. I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> I'm being very Chelsea centric right yes. now because I'm a Chelsea fan. I totally openly admit that. I, do I want Guardiola? Of course I do. Um, but anyway, we're getting like way too off the rails here. Uh, I wish I was doing. Well, you know, it's midweek, so whatever. Yeah, exactly. But you know, what else are we going to talk about? But my, my my big thing about City versus Chelsea. You have to. I'm not saying that he would favor one or the other, but London's a much cooler city than Manchester. Yeah, I don't think he cares. How great would it be to see Pep and Mourinho both in the same city, though? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, that's pretty fun. You, in you a city that's the size of Denver. Just, just, to, just imagine you're Jose Mourinho, because when you were at when he was at Real Madrid, yep. he was completely dwarfed by Barcelona the entire time with yep. Pep Guardiola at the helm. Yep. He wouldn't even win his own city nope. if he went to Manchester United and Guardiola came to, to, uh, to if he went to United and Guardiola went to City. Yeah. Oh my God, the, the inferiority complex in that man would be just massive. <laughs> but, I, but to be, but to, the other job that Mourinho would, would possibly want to do is if he wanted to go to the international coaching scene. Yeah. He, you know, he can get any job he wants. Yeah, I feel like that's not enough for him. He's not coaching other than, you know, three weeks every three months, stuff like that. He also, I think eventually he's going to take the England job. Wow. Eventually, maybe not now. But Spain but job's opening up. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, I don't think he wants that. He'd rather take the Portugal job. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you know, interesting stuff. For the coaching carousel, it's going on exactly as you predicted it. Yeah. So we'll see how that continues. Now, something else that's been very predictable this season has been Odiani Gallo, who, of course, scored again. Unbelievable. And also Twice, Lukaku. Right? Yep. And Lukaku, who, of course, scored again. Mm-hmm. So going forward, I think you probably like Lukaku more, right? He's going after Jamie Vardy's record. He is. Yeah. He said, is he a seven or eight? Eight. Eight. No. Nope. So. Seven, yeah, I, I think. Seven, whatever. Record is eleven. Set three weeks ago. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's um. I I prefer Lukaku, but you know, price wise, obviously, if you're looking from an FPL standpoint, you have to look at what you're using the extra money for to get Igalo. Yeah. You know, it's really that's 
it's it's not for at least FPL or you know any season long game. It's usually not just two players that are equal in price and who who do you take? It's usually what else you get after it. And the that kind of brought me to the kind of the conversation that we're eventually going to have in terms of FPL midfielders that I just don't think the top level midfielders get you enough that saving money there pays off. Does that make sense? We'll talk about that later. It doesn't quite make sense to me. We'll flesh okay. it out though when we when we when we talk about what we do with our wild cards if we're going to play them now. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll, we'll we'll flesh that out there. But for me, I would take only on principle because I've been asking teams to use two strikers <laughs> for such a long time, and Watford, tr- as tried and true as it gets, four four two to the letter to the number. That's what they do. And they don't mess around. They're like, okay, you know what? We'll just put our two banks of four. We trust that our two guys will beat your two center uh, center backs, you know, at least once or twice. And that's what they do. And they score. And good Lord. Yeah. Uh, I, I When you just have two powerhouses up there that work well together and are, you know, are not afraid to play just dis- uh, distributor for the other, something magical can really happen. You can, and you can still preserve your one nils or two nils if you want to. I think he nailed it. Yeah, Igalo is the second highest scoring forward. He he's has one point more than Lukaku right now in the FPL game. Yeah, because of his for three point one cheaper, which is a huge number. It's huge. And I mean, and Dini's been great too recently. Dini's the fifth highest, or actually, he's tied for fourth with Harry Kane at five point two. Like those two, I played Dini the I last big, few weeks. I was big on Dini before the season started. Yeah. I've I've been playing Dini the last few weeks um, as a hopeful differential to Igalo, and it's just not working. Like Igalo is just because Igalo is the goal scorer. I even captained Dini a few weeks ago. Yeah, like, like the thing, like the thing about like you can play both. That's the that's yes, the you can. best part about Watford. You can play both. Yep. Because they're, they're the only team you can do that. Yeah, they're they're going to be involved. Yep. Oh, actually, there, there's only another team where you can play both. And that's Lester with Mares and the Mares. I, I meant you could play two forwards. forwards. Okay. Because I believe in every game this season, a combination play. of Mares, Vardy, or both have scored. Yep, every game. That's as that's as dependable as it gets. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I think you and, could... and there are probably a lot of people who have had their both in the lineup since like match week three. I'd be surprised if it was that much. Because I feel like three weeks is still not enough to think that they're gonna do this. So I would even I would say l- later than that. I'm trying to think of when I um when I went through and grabbed them myself. But I don't know. It's uh I think Mares was the easier one than Vardy. But then it almost switched when Vardy went on this run. Exactly. It keeps... It's absurd not to have both of them. It's as simple as that. I think it's absurd not to have all four of the people we just discussed. Well, I was going to say, do you... The difficulty with the four is that you have to you have to pick three of Igalo, Dini, Vardy, or Lukaku. And who do you who do you take from that? 
I think it depends where you spend elsewhere, but you can either spend the money on Lukaku, who's I mean. a high price, or you can do it. This is probably what you were talking about before, Homer, going back full circle. Right. To, to where, okay, well, where we'll, do you we'll, use the money? So I, I well, you know what, that. you know what, let, let, before we get there, before we get there, any reactions that you had from last weekend? Because I think we're both just kind of rearing up to go for this, <laughs> for this next segment here. But I just want to make sure that there's nothing else that, that you wanted to, that, to broach from last weekend. Because basically the big stories to me were Igalo and Dini, Vardy and Mahrez, and then Arsenal. Well, the man, you know, Arsenal and then Chelsea. And I don't think there was much else that there really needed to be tons of reaction to. I mean, Gerard de Lefeu got another assist. Yep. Yeah, I don't think anything really jumped. I mean, the the Watford, not just like Igalo, but the fact that they they won three nothing against uh, Liverpool. Like that's a huge win for them. Swansea, West Ham, scoreless draw. We, you know, anybody could have seen that. I would say Norwich winning at Old Trafford's a big one. Well, so I, from a real life perspective, yes, I agree with that. But from a yeah, that's what I meant. You know, from, from an FPL standpoint, you know, you're still Cam- staying away. Cameron Jerome misses more chances than he converts. Yep. Nathan Redmond didn't score. Yep. Uh, and United's United. Yeah. Burnmouth. Pretty crazy run now, three in a row, plus a and- draw with Everton. This was the My easiest. Boy, Adam of, Smith. This was the easiest of the four. Yeah, I love that their two goals came from Adam Smith and Charlie Daniels on a penalty. I can't believe Charlie Daniels took the penalty. Um, yeah, I was bummed about that as an Andy or as a uh, Simon John. Francis or Matt Ritchie owner. Well, Simon Francis has been playing inside, so you can't. No, Daniels has been playing inside. Oh no, you're right. Sorry. No. Yes. Um. No, I think Daniels has been inside. Yeah, Daniels has been inside. Well, I'm sure you know more than me. <laughs> so uh, we'll, do, we'll we'll say Daniels. So basically a center back took a penalty. Right. That's absurd. That's totally absurd. It's just a bummer. I take that back. You were right. Francis played inside last match. I'm just... You know, I get them I, mixed up. I, I should just be more bullheaded and confident. Yeah, you should. Yeah, just like a certain Chelsea. You're, you're unclear what to do when the facts are on your side. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird when facts get in. Well, in support of my argument, anyway. <laughs> um, you know, but I mean, for Bert, let, let, let me let's take Bournemouth. You know, Matt Ritchie is the pre, the person that everyone's been been getting. You know, on in FPL, and is that still true? I think you can make the case for Stanislas just as much. He's a little banged up now, though, so... And now the... it's not a good time to be banged up. Right, yeah, exactly. That was the wrong time. Yep. So, I don't know. Josh King's hurt. He sounds like he's going to miss this Christmas period, so if you want to... Norwegian with an English-sounding name. Yeah, yeah. if you want to go with uh, Glenn Murray, go nuts, but... um, I don't know. I would still kind of stick with Richie, and I, I, the defenders I would definitely look at, too. They're just so cheap. Only in draft, only in DraftKings form. Because if you if you if you're heavy on the if the importance is weighted on clean, yeah, clean sheets, sheets yeah. then they're useless. Yep. So check your scorings as always. But let's move on. Let's get on to our let's get on to our potential wild cards. This is a popular time to play it. Yep. The official game, which I hate, I hate that term. Uh, but in FPL, uh, otherwise known as the official game, so. <laughs> We'll both start. We've done this with Dr. John recently, but we'll do it again now because this is the more popular time to play it. 
So, you know, I'm very strongly considering playing my wild card now. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, so you start... get two of them and one of them expires after the 28th. So, yeah. so, you know, I'm, I'm going to play mine now and so you're going to play yours before Saturday. I'm probably going to run the risk. Okay. Probably. I'm not sure. Okay. Only because I want to try to utilize some chips during the holiday period as well. Okay. Because, you know, things tend to get a little crazy, and I think that the offense gets to take advantage of the defense here because they'll be tired. Yep. So um, I'm not sure if traditionally that's true. I may be chasing a narrative with zero facts to support it, which is totally something. In yeah, with sounds about right. <laughs> but uh, I would love to tweet that to Dr. John and see what he thinks about this. But, uh, okay, let's start here. All right, so my goalies, I only made one goalie change. I took out my hill, and I put in Jorelio Gomez. Okay. So And I, I already had Wayne Hennessy at 4, 4.0. Mm-hmm. And my hill was 4.8. Gomez is 4.7. I think Gomez is better and cheaper. A combination that's rare. Those are good reasons. <laughs> right? Uh, and your goaltender, sir. Uh, I already had Butland, and uh, I had him with uh, Stecklenburg, who I have not been overly happy with. Also, Fraser Forster returned to full training this week. I don't know how long it'll take him to get back up to match fitness, but he's a goalie, so <laughs> you wouldn't expect it to have to take quite as long as some other players. But I dumped him for uh, Hennessy who's at 4-1 now. So, uh-huh. Butlin uh-huh. and Hennessy. Look at that, point one profit I have. There you go. It helps, actually, because I only have point one available in the <laughs> bank. So, <laughs> it helped. Anyway, uh, so my five defenders, I have Cedric, I continue to have Cedric at mm-hmm. 4.9. I picked up Alan Niam mm-hmm. for Daryl Yanmot. I picked up Alexander Kolarov for Frank Tavano because that hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, and I just basically I never use free transfers on uh, defenders, and I only play three, so I just let Tavano sit on the bench for whatever reason. Um, so Kolarov is in, and Tavano is out, and then I switched out um, Jeff Cameron for Philip Volschild. Yeah. Same team, different name. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. I had Cedric also for a while. Um, I had Janmat too, who I don't know why I hold on to him. I I feel like the I think offense... he's still second among defenders and assists. Um, yeah, but that still doesn't it doesn't mean much. That hasn't gotten him very high. Um, I have Pape Suari at four or five, who I'm probably keeping in oh, there. Sorry, I forgot my fifth defender, Joel Ward. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw the Ward is kind of close, so I just. I didn't really need the savings that much. Um, I have, or I have um, currently Pierre Murdersacker and Brendan Galloway. Galloway obviously is no longer uh, worthy of keeping. So I dropped them both and I picked up Patrick Van Onhold at four, six and Charlie Daniels at four, five. And I feel like I can just use their, you know, their four starting defensemen or defenders that, are all on terrible teams, but I'll be able to kind of pick and choose each week depending on the matchup. And I feel like they all give that slight offensive upside that might let it pay off. I hate them all, but I kind of hate defenders. Uh, I don't like the idea of paying for defenders. Uh-huh. And oh, so, you don't like that idea now. Well, even like Kolarov at 6'5", like, that's a 
That's a lot of money. Well, the, well, we'll get into the reason why um, now because I thought there's a lot. I think there's a few places to save money on the elite midfielders. I here. agree with you there also. Yeah. So no, but the but the reason so, that so that's why you spent it there. Extra yeah. money. I spent it on one. Yeah. One defender is who I spent. Basically, my defense and goalkeepers is only one person who is over five million pounds, and it's Colorado at six point five. Right. Everyone else is below five. Not even at five. Below it. Yeah. So, either way. Um, so my midfield is Riyad Mahrez because no brainer at seven flat. Uh, Delhi Ali at five point two, mm-hmm. another no brainer to me considering his chemistry with Harry Kane has just been amazing. Team England, pay attention. Uh, Mesut Ozil at nine point eight, even though you're chasing assists. Um, how many is it now? Fifteen. He, he gets them all the time. So yeah, fifteen's good, and he can also score too. He has that capability. Yep. Uh, I picked Kevin De Bruyne at 10.8, and I'm kind of regretting it. It's only because, you know, I, only because I don't want Eden Hazard. Yep. So, you know, I just picked Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I don't really like that pick, and I'm try- I- I'm wondering what you think about it. And I also have Ross Barkley at 7.5. Um, I have Barkley, Mahrez, and Ozil. So we can skip that. I currently have De Bruyne. And I'm getting rid of him. I don't. His usage is is not, I, I you know remember when at the beginning of the year when I said I didn't like him. Yeah. <laughs> now you, now this is why. I no, still think not, he's not, got not, plenty not of upside. This, not that this is why. Um, because you know everyone's going to slump their first season back, and it just it just happens. Yeah. Um, it's like I said, the German league is so much different, and once you get pegged as one of those people that will just hurt you if you give them any kind of space or in any kind of system they're just going to shut you down Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to prove something else you know you're going to have to have a plan b and that was the problem at chelsea he was never someone who could play that other style of game yeah yep makes sense um so i'm dropping him and i also had matt ritchie who i'm dropping i had i had i dropped matt ritchie as well I paid six five for Jordan Henderson, who I think can really like he was one of the top FPL midfielders last season. He started at seven zero, and because he got hurt, um, he got all the way down to six five. I literally have a gray shirt empty spot with eight point two in the bank, um, looking for a midfielder and looking at the guys who are uh, who are at eight two or above. There's basically nobody that I want that I don't already have, meaning I already have um, Ozil. Hazard's hurt. I already passed on De Bruyne. Silva 10 flat is intriguing, but I feel like he is a better real-life player than he is a fantasy player. Pedro, Raheem Sterling, Juan Mata, Coutinho, Christian Eriksen, Yaya Torre, Fabregas, Walcott, and Oscar. Those are the guys who who are at 8-2 and above. And none of them do anything for me so I start looking below that I consider Ramsey at 8-1 Sadio Mane at 7-8 Wijnaldum at 7-1 I don't know I just I don't know who to fill it with um, but paying up for any of those guys doesn't doesn't intrigue me at all um, I mean I'd agree on some of them uh, I mean Christian Eriksen I wouldn't pay 5-2 to you know, does that, did you, unless he was priced at like two flat, I'm not paying for it. Yeah. Uh, I've said it all year. I just don't think he's that good. 
Yeah. He, he's like Gilfie Sigurdsson in, on a better team. Yep. But I mean, he's better than Sigurdsson, but maybe not that much. I don't think so. <laughs> I think they're the same player, okay. except Sigurdsson's taller. Yeah. I, I considered Wijnaldum. Uh, the reason why I didn't is because their next run is home against Everton at West Brom at Arsenal, home against United, which isn't the easiest of runs. No, it's not. Uh, and Willian, I considered also. Yeah, and this is one sport where there's no garbage time. Right. The garbage time means that they're going to just play defense on you, and you're li- less likely to score at that point. Yeah, the the Wijnaldum thing also, he scored double-digit points twice. Yeah, like, well, while, once, well, once was like probably 25 points. It was tw- yeah, goals. it was 25. But, you know, as much as we look at this game as like a week-to-week thing, it's it's essentially like a rotisserie league. Like you're you're accumulating stats all season. All but. Your only goal is to get more points than the next guy. Right. Um, that is your one and only goal. Whenever Where they come from, when they come from them, that's all you're looking for. Right. I'm just, I don't love the inconsistency of Wijnaldum. Um, even though he is the um, fourth highest priced. I'm surprised, Jan and Vila, I'm surprised Jan and Vila is not on this team. <laughs> no, he's just my uh, my DraftKings. How'd that work out on Saturday against Chelsea? I think he had uh, eight or nine points, which That's for insane. three grand is fine. That's insane because he did nothing. No, yeah. He was That's totally he, invisible. Yeah. Yep. God damn but anyway, God. so I have a an open spot there. I'm not sure how to fill it, but <clears throat> I... We'll take suggestions. Tweet Andrew for your yeah, suggestion. For... Well, well, I'll tell you why. And because my forwards are Vardy, Lukaku, and Aguero. Oh, that's so close to and what I have. And the, the only way that I would downgrade any of those guys is passing on one of them for Igalo. I could do Kane, but I, I'll, I would rather Igalo's lower price. But the problem is I don't have anywhere to spend that money because I don't, I don't want to spend it on on Man City, who've been terrible with company out. He's supposed to be back soon, but, you know, the I, it's so clean sheet dependent with these defenders that um, paying up for Kolarov, who could score two more goals the rest of the season, and it's still an excellent season, but I just uh, I don't see the need to r- reduce Vardy, Lukaku, or Aguero to get basically just David Silva. I guess it changes when Alexis Sanchez comes back, but we're looking at mid-January at the earliest now. So I'm not, you know, I'm not going to prepare for that now. Yeah, I tr- I remember at the beginning of the season where we basically we basically said, "Oh, we want to we we tried to center a lineup around um, Hazard and um, Hazard and Alexis Sanchez." That's yep. what we did at the beginning of the season, and how wrong has that been? Yeah, like you you could not be more wrong than centering around those two. So it's just, it's just it's just interesting, especially in season long leagues, how much things can change. Yeah, but that's why with this format, that you basically have four four forwards that you can legitimately consider in Vardy, Lukaku, I, I had Aguero and, and Igalo over over Dini. You could definitely, I mean, I, I understand the the possibility for Harry Kane, who basically is like turning into a differential play, which is kind of crazy for how good he can be, but. They just, I don't know. The Aguero upside is just way too high for me to, to pass on him if I have the money. Yeah, well, and I do. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He's he's probably the best individual player in the Premier League. That's a question. Like, he's not. A lot of people, you know, went. You know, maybe not because you're going to make season. the Vardy, the Mares argument. That no, the Hazard argument. Oh well, that yeah, not this year. Yeah, obviously not this year. But I'm just saying in general, you know, just the most talented player in the Premier League. You got to say a Sergio Aguero, even though he only plays on one half of the pitch. I would put Alexis Sanchez ahead of Hazard. Is that the? It, 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 it basically, people are going to call us homers because I picked the guy in Chelsea and you picked the guy in Arsenal. But you know, explain why. Well, Hazard definitely has the age going for him, so I'll give him that. But I just think Sanchez has. I don't know if it's maybe that his teammates are better, but for fantasy purposes, I mean, I'm just very thrown off by what Chelsea's doing this year. I didn't expect it to be this bad. No one did. And so, right. Well, I, I expect it to be bad, but not this bad. Right. But it, like, I feel like the same thing, by the way, that's helping that's happening to Chelsea could easily happen to Manchester City next season if they don't get younger, which I think they have. Yep. I mean, they've got, they, I mean, they bought two young players for a lot of money, but they did buy you know, De Bruyne, who's 20. 24, yeah. somewhere in that range, somewhere. and Sterling, who's twenty-two. I'm not sure 20, Sterling. Uh, he's not even that old. I, I think, think he, he might be twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty-one. Anyway, and I mean, Ayanacho's coming along. No, he's turned twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, but Ayanacho's coming along too. So you know, I mean, Manchester City has some young players too. But you know, if they're not careful, they're gonna they're gonna see what Chelsea has seen this season where a bunch of players just don't play well at the same time. And I don't think that's all because it was Jose Mourinho managing. I just don't. Yep. I agree. That wasn't. Yeah, I agree. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. But you know, it, it's back to, I mean, back to what we were originally talking about. Cause I just, of course went off on a tangent, but you know, Sergio Aguero, I believe he's the only forward that he's the most, I think he's, he's the, he's the he's most the likely one to person. score four times. Here's the way I'll put Sergio Aguero. He has the highest floor and ceiling. Okay. I, I, and I don't think that's unfair to say. Mm-hmm. Fair. It's weird. It's so weird when you agree with me all the time. It yeah, makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> and uh, I think it now is as good of a time to announce that, yes, we will be coming back with a preview episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast before the games this weekend. And additionally, we will have another one on Sunday to prepare for the Monday and Tuesday. And is there a Wednesday game too? There is. Oh my goodness gracious. What a weird slate. Uh, but we will be, we'll be, we'll be prepping for those two sets of game weeks. You will miss zero podcasts in the condensed period. So get ready to download, subscribe, whatever you guys do to our podcast because we're going to be coming at you more often for the next few weeks at least and we hope everybody has a very safe has a very fun christmas even though we'll be talking to you likely before then uh but thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the world wire fantasy soccer podcast and as mentioned just now we'll catch you again on thursday thank you andrew good luck everyone Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.